Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone, this is Nando and Celinda. Celinda, I'm hoping you're on. <laughs> um, we're going to work out some, a few technical situations here, but we wanted to get this show started because we are very fascinated with uh, pop culture and we're very fascinated with pop culture. We're fascinated with marketing, branding, um, everything uh, that you can tell. And so we wanted to make sure to have uh, an outlet for you guys. And this is definitely, this is definitely the outlet. So once we, uh, once we, um, you know, get this going, we're going to get, we're going to get everything going. So, so Linda, let me see here. Let me try and we're having some technical difficulties here. Um, but we have a really great show lined up for you guys. Once we, once we get, get things going here. Um, so let me see. On air. Okay. Here we go. So the first thing that we wanted to talk about is the reason that Selena and I wanted to get this going, right? And the reason... The reason second. I'm here. Sorry okay. for the difficulties. It's okay. Now we've we're on air now. Sorry about that everyone. But as I was saying, what we wanted to do was bring you something that was fun something that was motivating, sorry for the hiccup, but let's just get into it. So we wanted to start off with some hot topics, right? Absolutely. So some of the burning hot topics, why don't we start with some of the fun ones from this week? Um, I know you are like what I call the Snapchat godfather in my life. How do you feel about the new Snapchat memories feature? Um, well, well, you know, they're going to roll it out slowly, so I really don't know until I, until I get to play with it. But from, from what I understand, it's, 
is just basically going to let you upload your own photos and, um, you know, be able to refilter them, I, I, I believe. So that, that'll be cool. You know, we actually had Snapchat come and visit the office um, last week or two weeks ago, and they were telling us about all these new things that they're about to do, but they failed to mention this. Obviously, they kept it under wraps, but it's, it's cool, I guess. What I wanted to talk about on Hot Topics was, do you remember Chrissy Brinkley? The of course. Guy? All right. So do yeah. you know that on, the, on 4th of July, she was out hanging out in the Hamptons, right? She was hanging out in the Hamptons, having a party, and she, she looked, I don't know how this <laughs> happened to be. She happens to look outside her window. Did you hear about this story? I did. I did. But get, get into it. Let she, me know. She, she looks out the window, and she sees this woman peeing on her lawn, right? Oh, hell no. You didn't hear. And, and so she runs out. And she turns the water hose on and starts spraying the woman to tell her to get off her lawn. And the reason I bring the reason I bring this up is because then the woman went on Facebook and she's a Hamptons local, so you know whatever. But she got onto Facebook and called Chrissy Brinkley a you know a B and was just you know it, it was just outrageous. And then Chrissy Brinkley uh, got back on Facebook and was just like you know. I get it. You must have mistaken today as as Independence Day and and mistaken it for Depends Day, right? So like the adult diaper. Oh, and this out. is this is the land of the free, not the land of the pee. It was just really crazy. But Facebook is obviously like source of lots of entertainment for a lot of us. Um, Absolutely. And and I just thought that was. Christy Brinkley just for two seconds. Like yeah, I yeah. would hose her down too, him down, anyone. I don't want anyone peeing on my petunias. Like absolutely never going to happen. I am team Christy on this one. Well, here's the deal, right? So I own a, I own a pet, and I. Like, I love taking Leona out for walks. I love taking Leona out, Leona for walks. Well, actually, that's a lie because you, you know me too well. German, my husband, is <laughs> there. Takes Leona out for walks, and I always have this thing where, like, I don't want her, you know, tinkling on anybody's lawn or anything because, you know, people are sensitive or whatever. So I, if it were up to me, I would carry a wee wee pad, have German carry a wee wee pad when he's out there with her, place it down, have her pee pee on that, and then continue on her walk, right? Because she loves, she just loves walking outside. So this woman. I'm thinking we we should all start carrying disposable wee wee pad, or they are disposable, but just start carrying a wee wee pad if you're gonna have that type of you know uh, bladder control issue where you just felt like you're gonna pee on someone's lawn because you just couldn't wait. No, that is home training, okay? So as you know, I have two eight year old twins. I have one that is bathroom obsessed. You know who that is. Um, (laughs) Any given moment. He wants to pee everywhere. We'll go like, he'll be like, oh, look, that bush over there. No one will see me. And then just go down to home training, like absolutely on no circumstances, even in a private wood. Uh, although I've never been camping, so that might be a different uh, topic for another day. But I'm not letting you pee during uh, baseball practice just because there's woods right there. It's just not happening on my watch. Although I do have to admit, I do have to admit our favorite Pakistani, uh, when we would hang out here in New York, he would just... <laughs> He, 
He was just making no. his mark all over the street. Yeah, whether it was on 14th Street, on 42nd Street. And I was like, you're going to get arrested because I, I get it that as men, we need to just, like, whip it out and just be done with it. But um, and, and, and I think, like, for boys, it's that simple because boys don't make the connection. I think ladies, it's a little bit more obtrusive, right, because there's, like, squatting involved in <laughs> – one hundred percent. We yeah. we've derailed, but I will tell you. Growing up in college, I had a good friend that carried toilet paper in her purse because uh, she like stopped off at random places to pee because she said her bladder was the size of a pea. Um, that's weird, but we totally enabled her for four years. So you have, there, you have it. <laughs> so let's move on to the next topic, which is definitely the social media hot mess stuff that's going on right now, right? Yes, yes. Let me kick it off. So, Emil, and I know me and you have been talking about this offline quite a bit, but Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, but primarily Facebook, people have decided to, you know, just go on there and just drop their bombs, sometimes educated bombs, sometimes not educated bombs, sometimes daggers. And it's getting out of control. It really, really is. What do you think is the nature behind all this? Accessibility. The ability to just put yourself out there, whether it's your real self or your persona self, um, at your fingertips. We can just tell, you know, in 140 characters or less, I can let Twitter know exactly how I feel right now. Um, so that, I think it's the life we live in, but it's terrible. Do you think? Do you think that what you see often is an authentic person on social, and then you meet them? Or here's the deal: uh, because you and I do a lot of speaking engagements, right? And so yeah. I know that, like from the last speaking engagement that you and I did together, I met some new people, and of course, I had I, I had started relationships with them online, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. They started following me. They friended me, blah, 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 blah. Because here's my stance. I will never friend you. I don't care who you are. I will never friend you because I just have this thing where, you know, I don't know if you like me. It's not my prerogative to have, like, a gazillion friends. But if something in me, you know, something in me sparks you, then you can friend me and I'll accept you, right? But if I accept you, interact with me, like be real, what have you. So I get to know like yeah. your, your online persona, but then I meet you and you're completely different. And that to me is very, very inauthentic. And, and so then it, 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 it uh, tarnishes my image of you like right then and there. Like it really, really does, right? And some people are the exact same way. And so I feel that when people – put everything out there, they put everything out there, their business, they, they, they went through this, they're going through that, you know, um, it, it kind of demystifies you as a human because then all of a sudden, you know, not everybody who's reading your status updates are rooting for you. They're not your cheerleaders. And then you turn around and wonder why all of a sudden there's team A and team B. Well, you kind of put yeah. yourself out there because – I might not agree with everything that you said. Maybe I agree with Team B today, you know? So 100%. I just, 
I just feel like people are using Facebook as their diary, right? When I grew up, you know, I would keep a journal. I would keep a journal, and even better, I had a friend. I had a friend that I would talk to. I feel like people use Facebook as their journal, their diary, and their best friend. And they use, they use the likes and the comments as validation to their life. I don't know. It's, uh, you're 100%. Like, this is 100% what I feel like as well. I feel that people need that validation these days. Um, we're living in the selfie generation. And just, hey, I'm not going to lie. If I post a picture, I get a little sad if no one likes it. Um, but <laughs> there's a thin lie. Yeah, you know me. I'm not gonna lie. You know, if, you, if I don't get like 22 likes and uh, an hour on my selfie, I'm a little disappointed. Um, can't beat the godfather of selfie. You, I know you're at a higher, you know, engagement level than me, so we won't even go there. But um, back to this whole feeling of pick up the phone and call a friend. You know, I had a situation yesterday on Facebook that is still crushing my heart, where someone that I added. Um, and I guess I, I don't even know him. It took me all day to like think, like, did I meet you at a conference? Have I broke bread with you? Have we? No, probably someone I added because guess what? I get probably 50 requests a week from people I've never met, but we share common interests or friends and, you know, not even a hello. Um, and so I probably added this guy and he has some pretty pointed thoughts that were different than mine. And, hey, that's cool, but find a friend. And tell them your point and talk, you know, thoughts on the subject. Don't come to me and talk to me about that, which is why I'm with you. I don't add people. I don't really want to know about you unless I like you, unless we have, you know, talked and hung out. I don't want to know about your business every day. Yeah, and and I, I don't think that that person had ever interacted with you before, right? Ever. But, ever. So I, ever. that's what I find um, – kind of uh, creepy on on social and I, I have like this love hate situation because it, I, it's what I do for my job and so I love it I'm always connected but then I feel like there's there's there should be rules like norms on how to interact on social and so like if I friend you never interacted with you and all of a sudden my first interaction is to like harshly disagree with something you know, and then just stay at it and at it. And because that guy, I know who you're talking about. He responded what, yeah. two, three times. And kept going. 11 a.m., still at it. <laughs> you met me. We met, we met in real life. And we, it took a while for us to, you know, foster our relationship, our friendship. And, you know. But that was weird, though. But that, that was weird because we met in real life first. Right. No, but I'm saying, like, but you know me. So when I'm sad, when I'm hurt, when politics bother me, I'll pick up the phone, I'll call you. I will vent, I'll move on, I don't post. It's very rare that I take a stance on anything online. You typically yeah. just see me and my kids, okay? I've taken a stance twice. I, uh, on Instagram, when we were voting, when, when the Senate, Congress, the House was voting on uh, Planned Parenthood, and I, I talk about I stand with pink, and I still stand with pink today. You don't know why. You don't need to know why. One of our industry professionals that, again, I've never met but followed me on Instagram decided to call me a whore and that all women that sided with Planned Parenthood were of that nature. And so after that, which was a while ago, this year, but a while ago, I started mm-hmm. sharing my thoughts. And then again yesterday. So anyways, back to the whole thing. Use Facebook for good. Um, 
I, I, you know, me and you are part of that employer branding uh, Facebook group, and I learned from our peers quite a bit. So there is good in Facebook. I just think that certain people spoil the bunch and spoil away. Just don't spoil with people that don't know you. You know, right? Want to, you know, go to your friends, go to your go to your family page, and give them your thoughts that are probably aligned and they respect you because they love you, but don't go to someone you barely know and have never even said hello to and do that. That's how I feel. Yeah. And I think it's those folks that give social a bad name. Cause don't you remember, didn't you hear this when Twi- Twitter first came out and people hated Twitter and, and what was the thing that people would say? I don't need to be on Twitter. I don't need to put what I ate when, when I'm going to the bathroom, what, when I'm brushing right. my hair and you're just like, well, that's not really what, you know, you're supposed to use it for. And now I feel that people have reverted back to that. Like I can go on to some people and here's the deal. I've just unfollowed people because I can still be your friend, but I just don't need the, you know, Oh, I just opened a bottle of wine. Oh, I just drank my third glass. Oh, I just lost the remote because I fell on the floor from my eighth (laughs) glass of wine. It's like, I I don't need that play by play. And I get, I get embarrassed for people because it's like if no one comments or no one likes it, it's like don't you don't you like see that no one's like paying attention to you? And I feel like they just have to do it more and more until they finally like strike a chord, you know. And I see the uh, in what I see this in our profession, uh, both men and women. So I can't even say well it's the women is doing it. The men are doing it just as much, you know, which I find so awkward. So it's like is it is it we that are attention whores get into this? Uh, field of work because that's who we are by nature. I, I think so. Let me ask you this, and maybe you're different about this, but when I was a recruiter, I don't know, I guess I haven't recruited in five years, I kept Facebook super private. So it was just my family, just my friends, people that I had actually touched in real life, you know, knew them. And then all of a sudden I got into employer brands, and I probably sat in on a couple of sessions at a conference, who knows when and where, that said, Stop it. You can't lead two lives. Let's bury it. And so about four and a half, maybe three years ago, I went ahead and started adding the world. So now I have way more people that are my friends on Facebook that are part of the industry or people that we met at a conference or didn't meet or whatever. Do you think that maybe that was accentuated, the the openness of allowing people who don't really know you into your, your social realm? Because they get to know us up on stage? Because you're like maybe I think that like five years ago people were semi-private. I know you're less private than I am. Um, well, you'd be surprised because guarded. no, like I'm I'm super private. Like you don't know what's going on in my life, right? There's true, there's, true, true, true. Agree. Like you know because we talk, but you wouldn't know. Like sometimes people even ask, "Wait, are you still in a relationship?" And it's like, "Yeah, I'm still married," but because I don't feel the need of of posting like my boo. And, you know, my husband extraordinaire or whatever, that's, that's our stuff. But, no, I, I think you do have a point, you know. Um, I think your point is absolutely valid. Yeah, 100%. Like, you, you know, I've, I've been through a divorce. I have baby daddy drama. You don't hear me talk about that. Never. Like, Never. Want, and yeah, if you do, I would text you and be like, you got to change that. <laughs> Take that off. You know, because I feel like that's what real friends do. So I posted maybe like six or seven Snapchat videos the other day. I was feeling myself with my um, <laughs> really cute shirt and brand new flower filter. 
And what does Nando do? Um, trying to switch it up, honey. There's too many videos. And I literally sat there for like two minutes. Like, wow. Is it too many? I watched the story a few times. And I said, all right, fine. He's right. But what a jerk of a friend I have. Um, oh, so I'm pulling up to Linda. <laughs> I'm pulling up to Linda. All right. Let's let's move on to that next hot topic. You wanted to talk about the Bay interns. Tell me about this. I hadn't yeah. heard about this. Okay, so Bay intern email from Microsoft. It popped, I guess, earlier this week, and now it's all over. Like Fortune picked it up, Business Insider picked it up, and premise is Kim, a Microsoft recruiter, sends out an email to a couple interns, and it's all over Twitter now and whatever. And the subject is like Bay interns let's get lit on a Monday night, and a lot of our people in the recruiting industry are, you know, frowning upon it and millennial speak and whatever. And honestly, I'm not embarrassed to say, but I probably use lit, bay, <laughs> let's get lit, let's drink, drink, you know. Um, and I'm definitely by far not a millennial. I didn't really take mad offense to it. Um, I, do, I do know Microsoft has since apologized last night. Um, they're also claiming the recruiter doesn't belong to them. However, I would take offense. I sent it to you. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. Do you think it was offensive? Um, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to read it. Okay. I'm Kim from Microsoft recruiter. My crew's coming down from HQ. We're throwing an exclusive party at the night of the event in San Francisco. Da, 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 da. Wait, that's it? Yeah. I sent it to you. I sent you the picture. So bottom line is, yeah, it's Microsoft. I no, so maybe, I don't think that there's anything. But, I, I don't know. I guess the brand, see, and it all comes down to the brand. It's the brand. What is the, yeah, what's the master brand? Does this does this coincide with the master brand? And this is where people walk that fine line because you as a rep, right? Gary Vee did this. Do you, you heard about what happened when he was in Cannes? Yes. Yes, so, tell everyone about that because that was Same good. thing. So all of a sudden, people started, all, all these women started getting emails from the Gary Vee Foundation, you know, uh, from their media saying hot party, only hot girls, send us your photos, we'll let you know if you're hot enough to attend, and blah, 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 blah. And um, it got forwarded to enough people that, you know, huge controversy. And the, the thing is, Gary Vee then went online and did a video. It was like, I apologize. I had nothing to do with this. It was not my company. They outsourced the people to coordinate right. the event, and they're the ones that are responsible. But here's the deal. A friend of mine, a friend of mine who's in the industry had a conversation with Gary Vee two weeks prior to this and told him this is not a good idea. So he knew about it. Wow. Gary Vee knew about it. And uh, I I was probing. I was probing like, wait. So he knew and he, so he made that video and basically lied. And my friend just would not say anything else. Cause you know, he's friends with Gary Vee and I get it. He doesn't want to put him in a compromising position. I won't reveal who the source is either, but you so again it's your brand and it's that sometimes it's not even a fine line like you absolutely know this goes against the brand you know so for them microsoft i i don't know i think microsoft is trying to to get appear younger and hipper and and reach out to the to the younger crowd and i didn't see anything wrong with it but obviously the keepers of the brand marketing you know how marketing folks can be um they, oh 100 percent. i don't they think they weren't it's have, out they weren't having it. No, I mean, and I don't. I would never say that this would go 
this would fly at the company I work for or would I recommend this approach ever for the company I work for, the one before that one. However. I'm thinking I could get away with it. You could. That's why I want to talk about it because I think your company totally could. Yeah, I think Um, our company could get away with it. Yeah. And that's the big point of this is, like, everyone sometimes gets caught in this employer branding or branding or personal branding bubble and yes, when you're attached to a Fortune 100 with a big, big, uh, you know, brand, it's a little different. Your guidelines are different. But I wanted to bring it up because I think you're in a particularly awesome role where you're, you can take these risks and you wouldn't, you wouldn't be plastered all over Business Insider for doing that. Right. Or I would, but it would be a positive. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so, let's, so we're down to five minutes, and I wanted you to talk about um, – I want to learn about this too, and you've mentioned it yesterday. It was about Facebook. Um, what's going on at uh, Horizon Media with your Facebook? Oh, so we actually, um, so as you know, when, when, and we've had these conversations, when companies start to separate their master brand with their employer brand, they do uh, social channels for their employer brand. And a lot of the times, companies will do like, you know, uh, company X life or, you know, right. let's say whatever, Career. but careers right. or jobs or what have you. But um, you encouraged me, you know, to, to think outside of the box and we have our official hashtag, which is Horizon Nation. So I decided that we were going to change all our platform names. So we're no longer Horizon Media Careers. We're now Horizon Nation. And so Twitter – the change happened, Instagram, the change happened, uh, Snapchat, hopefully that will happen soon enough because we have insiders there. But for Facebook, when we changed it, when the name changed, they took our verification away, which I didn't see. I didn't, because we're, we're still the same company. We just changed the name. So it doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't, two and two doesn't make four to me. So now we have to go through the verification process, which is really simple, you know, but of course, it's, just of course. A pain in the, it's just a pain in the butt. So those of you out there that have, are doing your company's employer branding or just Facebook name, if you're verified and if you make a change to the name, you're just going to have to resubmit and verify again. So just FYI. So we're down to two minutes, and I really want to have some Kardashian hot topics to end it out and then our say your goodbye. So give me your best Kardashian news of the week. Okay. So um, my my husband and I, as you know, were in Mexico um, all last week, and so when we we when we'd get into the hotel, we'd come into the hotel from the pool and from eating like big old Mexican pigs. Um, we would turn on the TV, and everything is dubbed there. Everything. So everything from Home Improvement to whatever. And I was going through the TV channels, and I came across the Kardashians. And I fell in love with Spanish-speaking Kardashians because the fun of the Kardashians is seeing how, like, emotionless they are when they speak, you know? Like, here's Kim, like, yep. um, I'm very excited. I can't contain myself right now. And, but in Spanish, the Kardashians are so animated. And I just feel like it gives them such a boost, right? Because it, oh, your it snaps just, were hilarious. It just gives them such a boost. Like, like Chloe was just like, um, 
Estoy aquí con mi mamá y estoy bien contenta. And it's like, that's not how Chloe speaks or Kim or any of them. It was just hilarious. Or that's my Kardashian thing. What's your Kardashian moment for the week? Uh, Tyga and Kylie are back. And I am okay. ready for those TV moments that are about to hop up on Snap everywhere. <laughs> um, didn't he bought a house? Or he's renting a house. Yeah, they're moving in together. Together, wow. that's right. Well, you know who's going to pay the bills. Well, we know who pays those bills, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay, okay so in we, the Kardashian world. Okay, so we're down. So we're down. This is fun. This 60 is so seconds. Fun. Give us your last 10-second wisdom, words of wisdom for the week, to walk us through the week. So, uh, sad week all week. We did talk about it, which is great. I want you guys to be human, stay positive, smile at your neighbor, say hello. Be kind to one another, regardless of who you are and what they are. Yes, same here. Be kind. Be true to yourself. Try and try and find your authentic self. And stay tuned for next week for the next episode of The Spark. We promise to get our technical issues in handle and check. But thank you all for listening. Um, we'll have dialing questions for you guys. You guys can call in, ask the questions. But Thank you. Have a great weekend. We're off to go see The Secret Life of Pets now. Um, All right. Yeah, I'll let you know how it is. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. Bye. Bye.